the show where we put a lifetime of picky eating to the test. I'm Jackie McKenna, I'm the picky eater, and I am joined by my guide in this culinary journey, my friend, Mario Marquez. Hello, Jackie. How are you doing today? I'm good, Mario. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I'm excited for you to try some of this stuff I just cooked up for you. So today's episode is steak. I think maybe we should talk about the premise of the show first before we, uh, you know, really dive in here. Yes, our masterful premise. Yeah. First off, we're not comedians, we're not famous people um, that typically get associated with doing a podcast. We're just... We're just guys. We're, we're just, just a, two guys. Just a couple of guys uh, who like food. But that's, the, I guess, the idea. is like I, I've been a very picky eater for most of my life. I didn't have a hamburger until last year. Yeah. And you were there with me. I a, was. It was a Five Guys hamburger. And... Would you say, like, food has been a very big part of your life for your entire life? Um, I would say so, just because... So I was born and and raised in Puerto Rico, and food over over there, food culture at least, is really big. So I grew up trying a lot of different types of foods, not just Puerto Rican food or American food, but, like, uh, the Italian food scene over there is huge. The Thai food scene over there is huge, like... It's a lot of food culture blending into one place, so yeah, I, I was pretty diverse with my food eating but you, ever since I was young. Were you a picky eater as a kid at all, or um, was there... I mean, I, I'm sure there was one phase at some point, maybe when I was like six years old, where all I was eating was like Burger King chicken nuggets. That was like a big thing in my childhood. Yeah. I grew out of it pretty quickly, though. Okay. Like, I, I wouldn't say it's a life-defining thing for me. Okay. Yeah. See, I my, my family, me and my sister have been picky eaters for so long, both mm-hmm. of us. Yeah. And it, um, I mean, I've told you the Boston Market story, right? I'm not sure, have you? A family member tried to uh, force turkey down my sister's throat. I don't think she wouldn't you try have it. Told me oh, this is a. I should. We're diving in, but I, I'll tell the story in private. But uh, we call it the BMI, um, the Boston Market incident in my family. It's uh, a very traumatic. We just didn't try a lot of food, and I had like I would always cough it up. Or this is getting really gross. Like we're about to eat a steak. No, and, but, but go there. I want to. I want to hear the story. I just used to call. Like I would just if I didn't like the texture of something. Yeah. I would just immediately reject it, yeah. and I would claim as a kid that I was vegetarian. I didn't want to eat animals, but I'm like I'm like Wendy on our favorite show Survivor. I'm eating chicken all the time, saying I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, yes. So I. Uh, yeah, I've, I've I've been a picky eater for a long time. Would you say that's your main main food group is chicken? Yes. Oh yeah, chicken, chicken, chicken and uh, candy yeah. and snacks, <laughs> primarily. And you got the diet of like a nine year old there. Oh yeah, like ba- baby taste buds, <laughs> baby mouth. There's some comedian I remember who used to say that he like his friends called him baby mouth because he had a a very like narrow amount yeah. of things he would eat. Yeah. Yeah. But I, we're all kind of picky, but I, I've been, ever since we had that hamburger, I have been trying a lot of new things. Well, that's good. And because we said we wanted to do this podcast, I've stopped myself. I was going to have sushi the other day, and like a crazy person, I had to tell Rachel, our, our friend Rachel, 
that I can't have it. I mean, we're going to do a podcast we, on sushi. We definitely will do a podcast on sushi. I feel like that that one is so versatile too. We we can put in a lot of food groups on that one. Um, that's <laughs> that's pretty good though. And you, and you've never had steak. Mm-hmm. So I was just drinking some wine because <laughs> our food today is steak. So do you want to talk a little bit about Mario? Actually, cooked up the steak. I don't know if we'll always eat something he cooks. So this is kind of a twofold thing going on. Yeah, yeah. I'd say if I can cook it. Yeah. I'll offer myself, but if so, it's easier to buy. If, so this is simultaneously like testing my eating habits and criticizing your food. So if I don't um, like it, this is like, <laughs> this podcast might just fall apart. Yeah, yeah. And I want to warn you, I, I, I somewhat overcooked the steak. It's not more overcooked than medium, but usually steak is enjoyed at a medium rare. Do you want to explain how you cooked it? Well, yeah, like, of course. So uh, what we have here is a ribeye cut. Of the steak. Um, it comes from like the upper midsection of the cow. Uh, it's attached to the ribs of the cow. So it's not necessarily the, the softest in texture. Mm-hmm. It's not going to melt in your mouth or anything like let's say a sirloin would. Um, but the good thing about this cut is that it has a lot of flavor. And you can get a lot of flavor out of it. So as a first steak, I thought that this might be one of the easier ones to go through. And you cooked it with? I cooked it with butter, rosemary, thyme, garlic, uh, and seasoned it with salt and pepper. And that's usually what people do with steak. They don't, I don't tend to add more things than that because then it becomes less about the steak and more about the seasonings you're adding to the steak. Mm-hmm. And then you get some, some sort of a flavor loss on it. Uh, here we're really just tasting the steak. All right. Well. Um, courtesy of Esposito Meat Market. Okay. On, do you want to plug the address? <laughs> um, it's on 9th Avenue and 30, 38th. That's right, baby. 38th and 9th. We're in New York City. We live in New York City. We live in the city. Boom, baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think we should dive in, and then we can talk more about steak in general and, and food stories. Absolutely. But, uh, we're drinking with it red wine, because that's what you're supposed to do. Some Cab Sav. Chateau Diana from California, 6%. Uh, Chateau Diana's Cabernet Sauvignon has aromas. Mario took a uh, beer and wine appreciation class, so he can tell us if this is true. Chateau Diana's Cabernet Sauvignon has aromas such as licorice and blackberries. <laughs> Let me taste. The dense fruit flavors envelop the palate in dried cranberry, cherry, cocoa, uh, and a hint. Oh, dried cranberry, ha- ha- cherry, and a hint of cocoa. Well, you said this was cheap wine, right? Six bucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like it. It kind of is just one sided. There, it kind of just tastes like blackberry. I don't really see any licorice. It's not bad though. It's not terrible for six dollars. It's it's drinkable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've had like a barefoot, like a cheap barefoot tastes like worse than this, like gasoline. Yeah, I would say so. All right, let's do this thing. That's what you would have heard if we used the original audio right here. So let's fake it instead. Yeah, yeah. So I had to take it out because there was some smacking. And I'm, I'm upset. So this is this is kind of like time travel right now. Oh, yeah. We recorded this maybe two months ago. And we are recording this little feed-in, because I'm a lazy editor, right now. Yeah. So there's a whole lot of... A lot of things have happened. A lot. Your voice is deeper. Maybe. It sounds deeper. I, uh, it probably because I'm kind of sick, too. Oh, okay. But, 
But yeah, so I had to edit it out because there was a lot of smacking, and this is not an ASMR podcast, despite theories against that. But uh, it's an audience we could tap into, though. I think so. If we find that audience, yeah. If they find us, should I say? Yeah, yeah. But what's great is we still got how you cooked the steak. We still got our thoughts after, but we didn't reveal the critical part because I had a big piece of fat in my cheek as I said it. <laughs> I liked the steak. There you go. So can we get a, a woohoo from you? Because we <laughs> so that did I did I woo last time? Yeah, you you, I mean, you went yeah. Well, I mean, uh, well, I I can't say that now because I was gonna reference to. Uh, to the second episode Ex- see, we do. <laughs> I, yeah, see, isn't it weird? Like, the whole timeline is messed up. <laughs> but yeah, we just wanted to put this in so we could inform you that we had to cut stuff, and now we know I like the steak, and then we'll get back to our regular scheduled programming. Perfect. I'm glad you like the steak, Jackie. <laughs> Have you had steak since? I, well, I uh, tune into the next episode. There you go. Because... That's a nice little yeah, transition. Yeah, thank even you. Even though it isn't mentioned until like 20 minutes into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Mario, feel better. Thank you. I love you. I love you too, sweetie. Glad you did. I'm, I'm honestly, I was so surprised when you told me you hadn't had steak before. Yeah? Yeah. We're 20 years, we're 21 years old. Jackie is 22 right now. I'm gonna be 23. I'm gonna be 23 soon, right? May. Yeah. Somewhat soon. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I've, I've gone my whole life without steak. I feel like my only experience with steak is like, oh, dad wants a steak. You, you, know, you, you know what I mean? Like it's, Absolutely. And I, I used to, I used because I, I knew I wasn't going to eat anything there. So whenever it would be a Father's Day or some kind of event where dad gets what he yeah. wants. Yeah, yeah. You, always steak. It's, it, you go to like a... If it's not like an outback steakhouse, you go to a state like a regular fancy steakhouse. And I this is a thing I hate at any restaurant, steakhouse or otherwise. Turn the lights up. <laughs> I wanna see what I'm eating. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I and, and that is a thing, a steakhouse culture, I would say. Like it, you go into any like fancy steakhouse, dimmer lights, there's always a candle on the table that does not light anything on the table. Um you should get a steak at a steakhouse someday, though. Wow. Next time you're with your parents, something, the and, and they're buying. Day. Yeah. Absolutely get one, because they're really good. As you just said, you, you, you really liked this, and this is... I wouldn't say this is mediocre, because this steak is pretty good. But it's not as well cooked as it could be, you Oh, know? stop. Oh, I'm just such a humble guy. I, I can't help myself. Is there a, is there a steakhouse you like in Puerto Rico? Um, we see, we usually when we go to a steakhouse, we don't go to a local one. We usually go to Ruth Chris, which is oh Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Yeah, which okay. is a thing here in America. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure, right? It's yeah. a chain, um, and uh, the, there are great steakhouses though. I just when I'm in Puerto Rico, I, I usually eat like much crazier stuff and by crazier i mean non-american food like i go to a lot of italian food i go to a lot of thai food i go to a lot of puerto rican food and how does that like like the cross-pollination of that you know what i mean like how does italian food make its way to puerto rico i am honestly not sure it's not like we have the biggest italian community but 
and the new Italian restaurant pops up almost every month, let's say. Do you ever... And they're usually really good. Do you ever go to a non... Like a, a restaurant that isn't like an American thing or a Puerto Rican thing, but is, a, you know, you go to a um, Italian restaurant, Chinese restaurant, and is there something that you're like, this is totally like a Puerto Rican mm. spin on something that, yes. like, oh, this would never be in this if I wasn't here. Because, like, I mean, people say... Like New York takeout is not Chinese food. Like yeah, they say it's yeah, a different thing. Yeah. And, I, and I was gonna, I was gonna put as an example out there Chinese takeout. Yeah. Because over in Puerto Rico, you can get so many different like things with Chinese takeout that are just completely off the Chinese path. You know, you can get um, a fungo with your Chinese order, which is like um, a thing of crushed plantains. That's been just melded together to, into the form of a cup. You can get that with a side of like sesame chicken and some fried rice. You could get some fried plantains. You could get some fried chicken at a lot of Chinese takes at, takeouts over there. I think over here too you can get fried chicken and then. Um, I, I'd say basically almost every restaurant that serves non-Puerto Rican food has at least one Puerto Rican item yeah. in the menu. If the restaurant is local. Yeah. If it's a chain, it probably won't. Well, but but I would say so. I, I would say uh, just because they're all so damn proud of their food. Yeah. We well, are. It is delicious. It is delicious. Yeah, it's, it's fucking great. I'm going to make love sure it. my phone's on silent because if it vibrates on this metal table, it's... Oh, shit. I'll put mine on Do Not Disturb. Who cares? Hey, this is our first podcast. If you got any complaints, you can tweet at Noah Schindler. Is tell well, I think it's Noah B. Yeah. Schindler. If you have any complaints about this podcast, you want to tell us you guys suck, you're not funny, Just don't do this anymore. Tell he, Noah Schindler. Noah Schindler, that's our, our... He manages us. Yeah, that's our manager. Um, we'll get back to steak, but something I, I wanted to tell you. Today at the museum, so we have a class where we're, requ- we're uh, in school... This is like a fun mystery. Like people, they're going to pick up details. Yeah, yeah. You can't throw too much at them though. You got to keep them at their toes. But I, but I also guess like it's going to be like the people we know listening to this. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we have a class. We're, we're seniors. We're almost done with school. Uh, that we're required to go to a museum. Um, and Mario never goes because he's a bad student. It's because I hate art and history. <laughs> what can I say? And um, we, uh, there was an exhibit today. I kid you not. Adele showed it to me. It was um, a. I thought of it because you were saying plantains. It was this like glass case, and I don't know what it was trying to say. Inside the glass case, there were like pictures of the Virgin Mary, but on the floor of the case, there was dried codfish like the skin of a codfish was taken off the codfish and like put on these tiles with their like fins and stuff and dried so it wasn't rotting but it still smelled like like codfish and there were rotting plantains hanging from the ceiling inside the glass case and it reeked was was it, was that the point of it? I don't know. There wasn't a, one of those little um things. We I looked for it. <laughs> it was so disgusting. <laughs> Art is dumb, man. It, it's 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 funny that you mentioned that though, because both of those plantains and codfish are, are big Puerto Rican foods. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So maybe the art piece was about that. Do you like codfish, Peter? Uh, Pe- so usually, what I eat out of cod is codfish fritters. Oh, and it's like okay. yeah, it doesn't really taste like fish. It just tastes really good. I don't really eat that much fish though. Well, um, and Peter Pan to insult. 
Captain Hook. Peter Pan frequently calls Captain Hook an old codfish. He kind of looks like one too, dude. Alright. <laughs> um, so, uh... An old codfish. Yeah. Is there a reference to a codfish in uh, the movie or something? No, no, no. Peter Pan just calls him. Like, that's his insult. Okay. It's not, just, it's not that great. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Um, but yeah. So stakes? Any other, like, steak stories? Any, uh... I mean, uh, man. So once you've... Once you get way into steak... There's so many levels to steak, man. And I see it as levels. I really do. Because I fucking love steak. I'd say it's one of my favorite foods. Um, and after this, this is a prime cut. Um, it's USDA prime. Um, but there's higher levels to that. There's top, there's choice, there's prime. And then there's like very expensive cuts of beef. Um, and what a lot of people do with this specific cut is that they dry age it. Um, and I told you about this once, and I remember you were kind of cringing, and you didn't really believe me, because, like, how could they let fungus grow on oh, a piece of meat? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and you, you still react the same way, but it's a thing that people do, is they leave out their, their steaks, uh, obviously not just, like, a piece of steak, but the whole thing, mm-hmm. um, the whole part of the cow, out, um, in the open in a dry aging room, which is like a, a, a room that's very dry at a temperature of like 50 degrees, something like that. They just leave it there and they, they leave it so it can mold on top of the skin um, uh, for around 60 days, maybe. Um, and then they cook it. And what it does is that it, it forms this like layer of mold on top of the meats. Um, and this layer of mold just adds flavor to the meat and tenderizes the meat. So that w- when you cook a dry-aged piece of meat, it, it really does taste different. And that's where, where I'm getting at, is that we should probably do that at some point in this podcast, a oh. dry-aged piece of beef. Oh. Because, dude, it, it is unlike anything you will ever taste. It, it, it's like a piece of steak, but with like nodes of funkiness. Of cheesy funk and like nuttiness. You're the two be- the best thing you can say about this thing is it tastes funky. <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, I'll do it because that's the whole point of this. Yeah, um, yeah. And and I want to do it too because uh, when you asked me about steak stories, that was the best steak I ever had was a dry aged piece of beef, and it was amazing. It, it just tasted so different than anything I had ever. And tasted. they brought it out like in a garbage bag. Plate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, with ants running all over it. Well, now I feel like a man. Like, why is steak so like you know, like steak? It's it's for men. It's so primal. It's literally a cut of of a of an animal of of like a red piece of meat. You know, I don't know. Everything about it screams primal. To well, it's, me. it's like you know, it's like wings, right? Like you yeah. eat a wing, and you know you're yeah. eating something that was alive. Yeah, exactly. Where, the fact that this has a bone on it, this yeah. cut has a bone. Mario picked so up the loud. piece and <laughs> wagged it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm sort of in the middle on it right now because I don't. I liked it, but I don't know. Like you said, you're telling me about this funky, cheesy, nutty steak, um, and I, I'm, I'm almost surprised because I feel like there's very little variation you could but you're saying there's a whole world of steak yeah different parts of the cow taste differently absolutely which is why i gotta ask do people eat the butt oh people eat the butt 
people eat cow and butt? The, yes, and let me tell you, it's one of the softest pieces of meat you can find. Because it's the butt. The cows don't work out their butts. You don't see cows squatting You're in right. their farms. You're right. So what's the toughest part of the cow? Like the medium? This could be one of the tougher parts. Um, a flank steak. You, you got the cheaper cuts of uh, the tri-cuts, uh, tri-tips, sorry. Flank steak, hanger steaks. All of those, uh, just the cheaper ones, tend to be the tougher ones. Though all of those are the ones that have the most flavor at the same time. Because you get a, a... What makes a piece of meat so lean and tender is if it doesn't have any fat in it. And it's just meat. Mm-hmm. Um, that means that the cow hasn't worked out any of it. and It's just, yeah. It's kind of like that. This is not kind of lost my train of thought there. No, no, I I, yeah. I followed you. I mean, it's <laughs> not a like we were talking about how anything can can taste uh, like like t- steak has a wide variety of tastes. But to me, I'm eating this and I'm feeling like this is probably all it'll ever be. But I guess I'm wrong, mistaken in that. Yeah, and I mean, it, you might find it that way for the first couple of times you try steak. Is it all just kind of? will kind of taste the same. You kind of just have to train yourself to find those, like, subtle nodes mm-hmm. of flavor that you could find in a steak. I, Though this is, like, the simplest form a steak yeah. could be, what we just had today. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah, because that, you're right, because I used to, I was a really good kid in high school, so I didn't drink or anything. Um, there was the drinking age in Puerto Rico? Uh, 18. Oh, okay. Did, but you drank in high school. Yeah. Okay. Six, so, I'd say I started at like 16, yeah. 17. So I didn't. And so when I first started drinking alcohol, I thought it all tasted the same. And yeah. similarly with coffee. You know you know what yes, I mean? Whereas, exactly. And I'm just yeah. drinking it for the energy. Yeah. But eventually you have enough. I just Googled, do people eat udders? And the first link that came up, this all looks nasty, but the first link that came up that said, uh, by Fox News, first of all. So, udders are utterly delicious. I've never had an udder. That'd be very interesting to try. Kind of grosses me out, though. <laughs> is it? Like, that's like a fucking piece of skin, isn't it? I don't know Does what it it's made have any of. meat in it? I feel like it'd kind of be like liver. Have you ever... You've, of course you haven't had liver. No, we I have. Don't know. I don't know why I'm asking if you've had liver We before. should do that. Ask me something and see if I've eaten it. Um... I mean, you know a lot of it, I guess, because we yeah. played episodes. Have you had duck before? No. That's a, that's one we should definitely try out at some point. Um, what fishes have you had? Have you had are salmon? We, are we counting shellfish? No. Okay. I'm talking about like... I've had salmon. Flop. Didn't You've care for it. Okay. Which everyone's always like, what? Like, that's the one fish we like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was about to say that's the one fish I, so, I enjoy so eating. So, I, I, I don't know... <laughs> What to say to that? Um, I'm not. I don't know too much about fish either. I mean, Jim Gaffigan says the best thing you can say about fish is it doesn't taste like fish. <laughs> like when you have fish you like, it's it's people say. He's in, yeah, he's you say totally you say right about it. Jim, if you want to get on the show, oh please call us up again. Call our manager. Uh, Noah tweet Schindler. at Noah Schindler. <laughs> um, anything else you want to add? This is the first episode, so I think we're figuring it out as we go. Absolutely. Um, not much to add. I'm excited to see where all of this goes. Yeah. Um, I don't I, know what the payoff is. Um, is there ever? If, we, we don't need a payoff. If I don't like enough food by the end of it, I'll kill myself on air. Sure. 
Let's do that. Okay. Maybe people will enjoy listening to that. Maybe we'll get an audience out of that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Sweet. All um, right. Seems simple enough. Yeah. So I think in future episodes we might have guests. We might not. Once again, as we've mentioned, we're not famous comedians. We're not um, anyone of note, really. We're just two guys. We're just two guys living in New York talking about food. Uh, so our guest would be like our friend. Noah, Sh- manager Noah Schindler. <laughs> our other friend, Sarah, our other friends. Just, you know, yeah. so, it, 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 you know. Especially if they have strong opinions on yeah. a certain sort of kind food. of food. Yeah. And I think, I mean, who's the big get? Oh, that's a good idea. So when, when. Um, Russell Brand. Russell, okay. He, he's we, the guest we want. If we get Russell Brand on the show, we will end the podcast. <laughs> Until then, we will keep making episodes. <laughs> That'll be, yeah, that'll be the peak of the podcast. This was, this is what Scott Ackerman did, you know, like you talking you two to me, he said, I'm ending it if Bon, like one of two things has to happen. Um, Bono. You two has to put out a new album or Bono has to come on the show and both things happened. Wait. Oh yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah. Both things did happen. He said to, for them to put out an album though, did he meant, did he mean as in like because of them? Oh no, no, no. <laughs> um, but like they just had it when they well, first they don't started. don't have any control for that. Yeah. When the first, uh. Uh, they first started doing the podcast. They hadn't come out with uh, the, al- the, the album that popped up on everyone's phone and everyone freaked yeah, the fuck out. Songs of Innocence. Yeah, yeah. They, they, um, they, you know, that hadn't come out at the time. I think that's what it was called. It, you're, no, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Songs of Innocence, Songs of Experience. Yeah. Um, it's also a poem. Is it? I think Songs of Innocence is a poem by a famous poet. I forget. Do you want to read it? Isn't, if you can find it, I'll read it for you. I was almost worried uh, that the dog next to <laughs> Pornhub. <laughs> I accidentally typed in porn instead of poem. YouTube full album Pornhub.com? Wait. <laughs> oh, wow. The entire album is on Pornhub. They didn't just reach our phones. I'm, I'm they kidding. reached Pornhub I'm, I'm, as well. I'm clicking on this. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, I don't want to see that. I just want... This is not <laughs> okay. YouTube's full okay. album. <laughs> so, Go for, back. so for anyone wondering what that video was, it's titled YouTube Songs of Innocence Full <laughs> Album on Pornhub.com, of course. And um, it was a, a video of a man doing an okay with his fingers and then sticking a finger through it. I did not expect that to happen. Um, <laughs> it's pretty anyway, funny. I don't know if we're going to get this poem, but I will say this. I was, it's William Blake. It is. It, it is. You will say? I will say I was very worried the internet was going to work when we got here. We're at my apartment right now and the internet was down. Um, but we got the internet working and then for a minute I thought I heard the next door neighbor's dog barking and I was worried about that for the sound, even though I'm sure everyone has had to deal with you know, all manner of sounds, but coming from us, but the, I thought the dog would be barking. So I was worried we were going to have to move into my room where it would be quieter, which would then lead to you and I sitting on a bed, eating a steak and drinking wine, which that's, I I could get the wrong idea. Yeah. Well, now we've watched that video, so we've got all kinds of ideas. (laughs) Um, I hope my parents don't listen to this. (laughs) Um, your parents probably go to Pornhub. 
Thanks for joining us <laughs> on the Picky Eater Podcast. I'm Jackie McKenna. You can follow me at Jackie is Fun. My name is Mario Marquez. You can follow me at Mario M two O eight. And this is on Twitter because Twitter is queen. Twitter is queen. Next week we'll have Jackie's neighbor's dog. All right. Thank you guys. Bye. If you have a question for the Picky Eater podcast, email us at pickyeaterpod at gmail.com. Special thanks to Mario Marquez and Noah Schindler for our theme song and Cat Eaton for our logo. See you next time.